0: Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Venezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and change-makers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. Welcome, Frank Morales, to Executives at the Edge. Tell us what you do at Orange Business Services and a bit about your background
1: yeah i'm 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 currently uh vice president for uh, a strategic program named secure digital infrastructure Ah. and i kind of elaborate a bit on that yes yes it's it's somehow it's a combination of uh what we are able to provide to our customers in terms of uh, connectivity of course plus security plus uh, uh managing the cloud infrastructure, whether it is in our own capability, but also in Azure, in Amazon, in Google, or whatever the cloud is. And it's really it's, it the way we want to, uh, to move forward with businesses and their accelerating move to the, uh, pushing all the flow to the cloud, their workload to the cloud, their full transition towards digital transformation. It's its 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 very uh, exciting at this moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, you know, spending the last couple of days here in Paris with you and your team, it's been incredible to see the great innovation that Orange Business Services is doing. But tell us more a little bit about yourself, your background a little bit. I think a lot of the listeners want to know a little about yourself and then maybe talk about the digital transformation platform you have and
1: and where where Orange Business Services is kind of headed? Uh, So, yeah, for me, yeah, I'm working within the Orange Group, let's say globally, uh, for almost uh, more than 35 years. Wow. I have had several positions in sales and product and service creation and the mobile activity uh, and uh, over the last nine years, I have been running the uh, connectivity service creation uh, department for Orange Business Services. Uh, It has been a very exciting moment because we have gone through all the virtualization, the softwareization, all this stuff. Uh, And so it has been very exciting and I have just changed my position uh, in March for the new one I have announced before. And I have the great honor as well to be a board member of the MEF uh, I have started this position, I think, back in 2019, and uh, it's very my pleasure to, uh, to accompany uh, the world industry in this movement and to bring what Orange is thinking about in this uh, global industry ecosystem.
0: Well, thank you, Frank, and, and certainly you've been a great impact to the board, and I think everybody on the board and now the TAB feels the same way, that you are truly a luminary in the field. So. Certainly, with thirty-five years of experience of covering everything, <laughs> they can see why. But you know, tell us more about the this digital platform that Orange Business Services is talking about. We talked a bit about I, you know, met your CTO yesterday, and it was I was fascinated about all the great, great innovations you guys are working on. But you know, whatever you can disclose to, your okay. listeners, I love. I think they would love to hear it. Yeah,
1: uh, first of all, what we what we really uh, believe in is. Currently, uh, all companies are, of course, moving towards this digital transformation. We, we, we are seeing a very strong acceleration on that. And what we strongly believe in is that now, in order to achieve their company strategy, businesses as to define a real infrastructure strategy to, to deliver what we call a business platform to realize their outcomes could be grow could be uh, improve the resiliency because we have gone through a very tough time uh, over the last two years uh, could be innovation whatever it is and the infrastructure is now clearly a critical uh, element of the business strategy for companies so that's where we are starting for and and when you think about it 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 needs for us to be able to fix To think forward and completely differently on the way we are providing services to our customers and if we can resume it in very simple manner of course we are still a carrier a service provider so we have to provide underlay and underlay nowadays is internet yes we can think about a lot of things but internet of course internet could be provided through fiber, through 5G, through 4G, of course still, uh, but uh, it's there. Internet is there. That's the underlying side? Uh, then you had to provide a lot of services completely linked to the connectivity. So of course the security, of course the SD1, uh, of course uh, everything related to observability, monitoring, advanced reporting in you know, order to make sure that the performance is there. And the last topic that companies are expecting is the cloud experience. The cloud-like experience when they are consuming both connectivity, security, whatever it is. Because over the last 10 years, they have experienced this move to the cloud. I would say differently, maybe uh, depending the geography, but uh, in a quite slowly manner. And they are accelerating at a very fast pace. And we need to think forward 2030, probably, 100% of workload will be cloud-based and we need to deliver services in another way. And it's a reason why we have moved toward this concept of Telco Cloud Platform. And Telco Cloud Platform, are, are, we, we have seen that during these days in uh, MEF in Paris, but some of our providers are moving into that direction. And Telco Cloud Platform, it's a way for the industry to deliver services in a cloud-based manner. And that's because it provides a lot of advantages, uh, elasticity, capability to scale up, to scale down, to be on demand, all what the cloud in terms of technology has provided to company over the last years.
0: And and experience. And experience, uh, yes, you're right. So so what is, do you believe then, is it going to end with, cybersecurity at the at the top of the stack, or are you going to be able to innovate with edge computing and doing AI ML kinds of neural networks or IoT use cases? I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there's IT moving the cloud and yeah. there's digital transformation, Yeah. which are, to me, IT moving cloud is just a redirection of revenue. But I think digital transformation is net new revenue that I think is still all still defining, trying to, enterprise trying to find new workloads and how they're going to, Enable this factory automation or the smart warehouse or you know there's just so many use cases. It's yeah, yeah. De-
1: you are definitely right. I think we 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 are starting from the basic and of course connectivity plus security, cyber security as you were mentioning, delivered through the cloud is absolutely mandatory today. Yeah, lot, yeah. yeah people are working from home, are working outside. The, the expansion of uh, uh, prop sensor, mm-hmm. IoT sensor, all across the globe, uh, connected machine, all ap- applications spread across the clouds. It's really what we are seeing. And so the basic are connectivity, cybersecurity. Uh, observability as well to make sure that the performance is there. But then on top, of course, we are seeing a lot of new use cases, edge computing, of course, IoT. IoT infrastructure is top of mind for me in terms of uh, uh, new evolution for companies. They are rethinking about that. When when we are presenting this to customers, very often the first reaction is, okay, it's interesting, so it means that uh, if I have an IoT project, it means that I can discuss that with you instead or in addition to discussing that with Amazon or whoever. Right. And, and, and it's very important. It, 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 it shows somehow the importance of these new workloads, the new business that we can uh, do with customers on that matter, yeah.
0: Uh, is Orange Business Service the retail for only France or globally? Oh, uh, yeah. Good uh,
1: good question. In fact, in fact, Orange Business Services is managing uh, as incumbent in France all the B2B market from yeah. SMB to large national account, of course. But we are addressing in the meantime the international market and in international market we are addressing only multinational companies. Let's I, say I the top 5,000 yeah. multinational companies in the world are really our target. It's where we are able to deliver services, to make some differentiation. We have the capability to deliver connectivity in 220 geography. We have the largest infrastructure backbone uh, dedicated to businesses in the world. And we have ability to have field engineers everywhere in the world. So it's and we have a, of course. Follow the Sun uh, operation centers uh, to make that happen and to make that run every day. So it's really uh, the sweet spot at International to address multinational companies.
0: And you're both a fixed and a wireless outfit too, Yeah, exactly. Which gives you the, a very. Uh, huge, uh, huge uh, ability to... And we
1: are much more than that because we are at the same time, of course, a carrier, a, a one provider in fixed and mobile. We are also uh, one of the top cybersecurity uh, uh, service provider in, in Europe, uh, in mm-hmm. France and in Europe. We are doing cloud as well. Uh, we are doing a lot, and, and that's a use case that we are, of course, uh, thinking about, That we are, of course, going to enable all what we are doing. We have experts in AI, machine learning, data analytics, and this will definitely be part of all what we are doing currently in terms of evolution.
0: So for, so for So for the edge, are you really going to innovate and in all your pops and data centers provide edge compute and then provide your own innovation on those edge compute and allow a developer platform and and other people to put their bits on that edge or is it just going to be power and space?
1: Uh, we, we, we are thinking forward. We are in in that matter. We are developing our edge network. So we have currently 45 edge telco edge, you name it, uh, all across the globe, and From this uh, edge, first of all, we are able to collect the flow. We can do whatever we want, sd one MPLS, Internet, whatever. In the meantime, we are co-located with all the big guys, the cloud service providers, the Google, the Amazon, the Oracle, the Alibaba, the Azure, of course. We have our own capability as well, but uh, we are able to connect with all these guys. And in the middle, we need to imagine these POPs as... Intelligent, first of all, software-defined, and in the meantime, uh, as a as a yes, something it's a infrastructure as a service, and from there we are able to deliver few type of services. We can have make services. We are delivering for many years uh, SD1 gateway, virtual SD1 gateway. From there, it's part of our managed service SD1, and that has been part of our big success in in delivering. SD One services across the globe for multinational company, and in the meantime, and that's has been announced for the first time in March. But it's really where we are. We are seeing the evolution of the industry. We are able to host cloud service solution from our partners. We have announced Fortinet, but we have uh, others to come uh, in this location. Mm. So it means that is a cloud-based services from the editor. So our customer will benefit from the full service at the pace of the evolution of the service. So each time you have a new feature, a new release, you get it. Uh, and in the meantime, as this cloud services is installed within our infrastructure, our customer will benefit from the full end-to-end capacity that we have to control the infrastructure and to commit you know, on the performance. So that's that's really the, the two kinds of services. And of course, thinking about edge computing, it means that if a customer has a use case, for example, his own IoT gateway, for example, right, that exactly. could be a, a good use case. He mm-hmm. wants to install IoT gateway for its own usage across the globe in, Four, five, six, ten locations. We can do that for him, and uh, he can manage the, the, the solution itself. We can provide the infrastructure, and then he can benefit from the full connectivity, which is there. So it's, a, it's somehow the three type of services, make services, manage services, balance business services, hosting services from our partners, and also a solution for our customers directly uh, managing their solution into our infrastructure. Got it. And, 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 and we, yes, a bit like the MEF is moving forward, we are seeing that as a, a capacity to federate all these resources across our partner resources, of course, hyperscaler resources in addition to our own resources, yes.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned So. Is hyperscalers friends or foes or both? I mean,
1: oh, it's always it's always a question. Is it competition? Is it cooperation? I think it's a, it's a it's a, somewhere an addition of all this. <laughs> uh, but I think it's it's quite friendly. We have a, an extensive uh, expertise on the hyperscaler side uh, from our teams. We have practices for Google. We have practices for. Uh, Amazon, uh, for Azure, Uh, we are able to really manage uh, this infrastructure for our customers. From the network side, we have been, uh, um, uh, we have decided to be uh, Azure Virtual One managed service provider. So we are able to to manage that for our customers. Of course, we'll go go to Amazon One as well. It's uh, just been announced by Amazon uh, beginning of this year. And what we are seeing in that manner is, of course, the connectivity to cloud is 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 very on top of mind uh, now. Cares everyone everyone is speaking about that. But what we are seeing to starting to pop up is the connectivity inside the cloud, inside the hyperscaler, and yeah, across hyperscaler. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because, uh, very complex. Yeah, that's complex, and you need to bring yeah. on that matter skills from IT and from connectivity. Because when you think about having 100% of workload there inside the cloud, it means that uh, you will have a lot of database inside the cloud that previously and formerly you had in your private data center. You were managing that as a company very easily, but now it's across hyperscaler. So you need to make sure that the performance with the front end is the right one. So you need to bring this capacity to manage inside the cloud, the the one of the company,
0: yeah. Oh, interesting, so you're saying that not only do you manage for your enterprise all the network and cybersecurity, but now the VPCs and the VNets are all kind of have to be provisioned, configured with gateways, routing, you know, how inside the cloud itself from region to region, right? Yeah, exactly. And so your people, have to know, think about that also for the companies.
1: Yeah, and we so are bringing, IAS, yeah, yeah, exactly. If it was a
0: SaaS, it's easy, but it's not. It's an IAS infrastructure. Exactly. And and there's a whole bunch of configurations in mm. the cloud itself, the hyperscaler cloud. Yeah, yeah. And your people do that too for the hyperscalers.
1: Hey, for, for, for our customers, For your customers. Consuming hyperscalers resources. That is,
0: a, that is a big, big task.
1: And, and when you think about it, when you have only uh, resources inside, one hyperscaler could be Amazon or, or Azure, yes. It's already complex, but quite easy. But the thing about that is, we have some use cases currently ongoing where the customers have, for any reason, his inventory uh, database in Amazon, and his customer database in Azure, and and the front end is in in his own data center, and he wants to make sure that everything goes well, and the quality of service, the customer experience is fine, and we are managing that for him. With, with very good uh, and innovative startup that we are bringing because of course it's a full ecosystem of partners that uh, we need to have to to make that happen
0: wow that's that is very you're right it's a very complex ecosystem of a lot of moving parts and then your your people as a managed offering has to do and manage all those parts as moving parts. yeah exactly so automation yeah. has to be critical because you can't be people doing all that. That has to be machines doing yeah, you a lot of those workloads.
1: And uh, effectively, you need to think automation first. You need to, to think about capability to interconnect orchestration, to have orchestrator, have orchestrator. You need to think about all these development. Yeah. It's the reason why we, it's uh, MEF is so important for us.
0: Yeah, very you know Frank, very impressive team. I've had the pop opportunity to spend the last couple of days with your leadership and your team. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, OBS is really uh, impressive. Uh, provider, managed provider of all, not just communication anymore. You are really doing some incredible, innovative technology breakthroughs and really providing some great managed offerings to a lot of your customers globally. So uh, hats off to you guys. And uh, I wanna thank you for your time. Uh, It's been a really interesting discussion and I know you've been significant impact to the board and to the MEF and we're very appreciative of that. So thank you so much, Frank.
1: Thank you, Pascal, for all these compliments just a few, uh, last word, it has been very a pleasure to, to welcome the MEF quarterly meeting in Paris. It has been very nice to see everyone again uh, for the first time face-to-face yes. after more than two years of uh, being virtual. And uh, everyone seems to be happy of being there in Paris. And it was very our pleasure to welcome the MEF Q2. Thank you, Frank. Thank you.